Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. And welcome to Brett and Cliff's Flea Circus. My name's Cliff. Hello, and I'm Brett. I'm Al Reet. How are you? I'm all right. I would imagine, like most people in England, you're reeling from the news that England's Euro 2020 squad has been announced Uh with four right-backs. What everyone everyone wants to see. An abundance (laughs) of full-backs. That's what they want. Of course we do. There's never a need if, for three keepers. There's certainly yeah. no need for four right-backs. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what uh, happens in the tournament and stuff. Probably not bit, much. feel a bit... I've, well, I, I obviously feel there's no need for four right-backs, but I feel a bit sorry for Ollie Watkins, who I think has had a fantastic season. And uh, I think uh-huh. he, and he's good. He's had a fantastic season. I have to admit, at the beginning of the season, I thought, yeah, that's a lot of money to spend on him. I'm sure uh-huh. he, he'll be decent, but he seems like a 10-goal-a-season player. Uh, in his first season, he'll take time to adjust, but uh, fair play. He's been fantastic. I think he can think count himself very unlucky not to be in this squad. I think it's a bit of football to start off with. Nice oh, to there's, see a bit, there's, that, a uh, there's a bit more football. I was going to say that football, man. Carlo Ancelotti has been uh, uh, yeah. lured away to Real Madrid just by chance, despite having... Well, I think we can all agree is a pretty poor season for Evan. <laughs> <laughs> it shows in what dire straits Real Madrid are in. Brett Kent, what will. are you drinking? Is that I'm an, drinking. Is it an Aldi beer? No, it's Coos. Uh, not Coos. Coos. Coming <laughs> Coos. <laughs> Coos. Okay. That's what it is. I thought you maybe got some uh, some of the excellent uh, pretend beers yeah. from Aldi. No. No, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I haven't delved into those as yet. Okay. But I will. I saw a clip of the. I don't know if you've seen this yet, so I don't want to spoil it for you. But I saw a clip of Coronation Street where a woman was tasered. No, I've seen Dan say it was hilarious, but I haven't watched it. it. I'm, a, I'm a few days behind. But he did say it was yeah. a late late night curry. So presumably <laughs> that's why that violence was allowed. Well, I don't know why, unless there was a romping in there. I think it was probably There's for the n- they, only, they only do that on Hollyoaks, don't they, where they put a bit of romping in there. I hope night. Coronation Street might follow that. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think it was unsuccessful. I don't think they do it anymore. Oh, not okay. that I watch goddamn Hollyoaks. No. Don't watch not any since of the Alvin Stardust left anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the barman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about the pilot that uh, that got struck off this week? 
for disrobing while he no. was supposed to be flying. No. Play. Was he like trying that to prove it? Like, I can do it. I bet you I can take all my clothes off while landing this plane. I think he announced that he was going to disrobe as he was disrobing. Over the cobs. Yeah, I'm going to do it now. I'm going to I'll do, do it. it. You, you can't, can't see it. it. I'm telling you, I've got no pants on. <laughs> it, it said he intentionally disrobed. Intentional. Not unintentionally. He didn't get his like, pants. Caught on the door or anything. Yeah, you know? I've got no idea what happened, but I've, I'm without shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a carry-on for a minute. Intentional don't know how, how me don't know how many pants have ended up over there. How's that happened? <laughs> yeah, as long as he's explaining himself to Joan Sims, he's uh, <laughs> yeah. <be> all right. <laughs> Would you like to bend over and pick them up for us, dear? <laughs> It's Hetty Jakes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, right. I did not hear about that, but that sounds like uh, a nice bit of news. To it is the best bit of news all week. I watched The Witch with Lennon a couple of days ago, which he oh, thoroughly the, uh, enjoyed. Black Phillip. Yes, Black Phillip. Uh huh. How it's absolutely amazing. Guess what? Because I let him decide what we're going to watch. I absolutely hate it. He wanted to watch it. You hate it. You yep. hate the pull up. Absolutely hate oh, it. It's amazing. Absolutely brilliant. I love Black Phillip. Fancy the witch when she's fanciable. Naked. You mean? Same thing. <laughs> um, and <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy, who I know has gone on to bigger and better things. I think she plays a good uh, role of being the naive, like, waif who's. Uh, yeah. sucked into Black Phillips world but um, I'm not a the, big the I'm not a big fan the, the kids no the kid the little boy who gets bewitched he's amazing you can't say kid when we're talking about goats <laughs> and the other person who's amazing is that one with the deep voice out of the, the all them Ricky Gervais stuff I'm going to say the word Finchy because he doesn't like that I don't think he tweeted Finchy he tweeted this once Angry, Did he finchy? Angrier. Uh, you probably somehow find this because I didn't fucking tag him into it. I did that because I'm not that much of a dick. Like, right. I think. So he's, I went, he's had a good. What did you do? He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. He plays uh-huh. like a guy who is uh, steering a ship or something. And I came back to the picture and I tweeted, said, just be to see Guardians of the Galaxy. That was better than I thought, but very surprised to see Finchy driving a spaceship. Uh, mm-hmm. To be fair, I think I then put, which kind of ruined it for us, which was a bit unfair. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit unfair. Uh, but sure, you're allowed to say what you want. Uh-huh, but he replied, so that means I didn't say the name Ralph Innocent, which is his actual name, and yeah. I didn't tag him or mm-hmm. hashtag Finchy, hashtag Ralph Innocent, <laughs> at Finchy, at Ricky Gervais, anything. So that means he must have... Uh, alert for anybody using the word Finchy. Well, we'll, I'll tell you what we'll do. After this is released, right, I'll put the word Finchy in the Twitter at the end and see if he listens to it. Because we give him praise. We'll just give him praise that he is amazing in that film. I think he's the best actor in it. So there you go. Okay. I mean, I don't think he's as good as Black Phillip, but okay. (laughs) Is Black Phillip CGI in that film, do you think? Do you think he has a CGI face? I don't think he actually like. Kicked, you don't see him talking. I don't think he, he reared up. There's a good bit of rearing up. <laughs> oh, well, they all do that, though, don't they? 
going what, storms we are up and then we'll always put you through with bondo do when it chased when that one chased me i'm sure it was rearing up know, we've, this. All, we've all got our goat stories brett we, we do exactly everybody's been attacked by a goat at some point haven't they would thou <laughs> like to live deliciously <laughs> great yeah, line, great line. but if you mean do i think you cgi did he really say that i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> no i'll be that well he might have done actually come to think of it i think he may well have just what's been uh the film that that guy made after the lighthouse that's terrible isn't it yeah i've had it like saved to watch robert eggers that's his name isn't it and, yeah uh, uh-huh. you know i'm i'm never gonna watch that film <laughs> Never. I don't think that you Never, should. as long as I live, it's going to remain yeah. on me. I might watch that list until the day I die. Yeah. Should we talk what, about Bob what? Dylan? Yes, because that's what we're here to talk yes, about. Yes, we are. It? So, about by the time this comes out, about three weeks ago, will have been Bob Dylan's 80th birthday. And at the time, we didn't really mention it. But we are now. I'm certainly a big, big fan of Bob Dylan. And mm-hmm. what the reason I go into one really was because of you brett as you know you went you should listen to this and i went i've tried a bit above the other and i don't really like it and he went no this is really really good and he give us his first mm-hmm. album and while i still don't like his first album i did get into bob dylan and i'm gonna say it brett in a big way <laughs> in a big way you did <laughs> no i'm not sure it was the uh, his first album that i gave you or it was the times are a changing mm, that I it gave was you. one of the I'm first sure. three and yeah, I don't really like any of them. Do you not? Well, so the same thing applies to all of that. I there. thought it was Wait. the first one, but you might be right. You might be. It might have been the times are changing. It might have been that. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. Which I had on a cassette, mm-hmm. and if I had kept it, it probably would have been worth about fifty quid or something now, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Sell it to hipsters. You sell it to hipsters, exactly. So yes, my dad would go to car boot sales and buy as many cassettes and videos and stuff as he could. So I had. An abundance of them. It was almost like my own library. And I discovered that and liked it and give it to you. Mm-hmm. Didn't I? Yeah. So and uh, yeah, and, and, and obviously something happened. There was enough in it for us to want to listen to more stuff. And I think what really got us into them was well, as we've talked about before, we used to go to the library and get stuff out of the library, uh, uh-huh. CDs and tapes, and we'd take them home and copy them, listen to them, copy them if we liked them. And then eventually go out and buy the stuff if we, if we were really yeah. into it. Um, and there was a two-for-one disc of um, Highway 61 revisited uh-huh. and John Wesley Harding, which is a couple of albums later. And I got yeah. that and the basement tapes. And I remember not really understanding the basement tapes and I still don't mm-hmm. really like that so much. And uh, But loving absolutely loving highway 61 and john wesley harden was okay it had a couple of songs that i kind of knew all along the watchtower was on there like his original version of that and uh i'll be your baby tonight which i knew from mr robert palmer's popular version of (laughs) (laughs) but i loved highway 61 revisited and that just made us want to listen to more and around Mm -hmm. that time the film Don't Look Back must have been on BBC Two, and I just became absolutely obsessed with that mm-hmm. and him in that film. And from there, I just got as much of Bob Dylan stuff as I, as I could. Um, but not this album that we're going to talk about. What about yeah. you? 
Well, uh, me, it would have been those tapes and stuff like that. And I think, I think it was called The Essential Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I had that. And it was about it, four CDs in it or something mm-hmm. like that. So it was like a large part of his career. But only kind of listened mostly to the, like, the, the first two discs, which is the earlier stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think I've heard one of the songs on this album before the first one. Yeah. Um, I think I've heard that one before. But I'm, I've never been like a, a massive Bob Dylan fan. I like him. I've, I've got a couple of these albums on on vinyl. I like the freewheeling. I think that's my favorite one. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not a massive fan. I haven't gone through all of these albums or anything like that and listened to them. And I hadn't listened to this album that you've proposed. Okay. Today. So I proposed Bob Dylan's 18th album, Street Legal, mm-hmm. which I would say is one, not liked by many people, and two, not yeah. like any other Bob Dylan album that exists before mm-hmm. or after. And that, those two things for me make it enough to want to listen to and find out a little yeah. bit more about. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, I do really like it. Um, I yeah. don't love all of it, but I think there's enough in there to warrant a better reputation than it has. But yeah. we're talking about a guy who has, what, I don't know, let's say he's got 40 albums. We're talking about a guy who's probably out of those 40 albums got something like three or four of the best albums of all time or what are regarded as the best albums of all time. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot. That's let's say that that's 80% of his career gets mm-hmm. overlooked, I think, because most people yeah. listen to those ones. So there's a lot in there that I think deserves a bit more of a listen. But again, I think this is just an album that nobody really likes that much. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's good. And one of the reasons I think it's good is because it's fun. And upbeat, and that's not what people associate with Bob Dylan very much. It's not. It's. I mean, you're you're right. It is fun and upbeat, but it's also quite angry and at times uh-huh. a little bit snidey and vicious, isn't it? It is, and I think they're the bits that aren't so good on it, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I think he does that really well sometimes, but not on this. Yeah, album. I think so. I, I, the thing for me with Bob Dylan, it's always been the case, is his lyrics are so good and so clever and witty. I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's the the thing. So as I'm sort of listening to these songs and stuff, I'm I'm kind of taking a little bit more notice of the the lyrics and mm-hmm. and things, and I've wrote a couple of them down, the ones that I liked. Uh-huh. So I, that's the thing, and I think it was the same for Lennon and probably the all the Beatles really, wasn't it? That yeah. they just loved his lyrics and stuff, um, and that's the same for me for sure. Yeah, but well, he I was think he was there. Sorry. Sorry, go on. I think if you come in when you, if you prefer the acoustic and early stuff, then it is all about the lyrics, isn't it? Because that's mm-hmm. all there is. The guitar is very rudimentary. There's not a lot of backing, and as we know, it that gets a bit, a bit. There's a bit more and a bit more and a bit more as he gets through the sixties. He pairs it back through the beginning, uh-huh. late sixties, early seventies, and then at this point, nineteen seventy-eight, and this comes after the album Desire, which most people will know from Hurricane as the lead song on that. Um, that's got its own kind of again I think that's different than most of the Dylan albums but then this one comes and and I genuinely had never realised it or thought about it until you said but it's Uh like a big Vegas show band like Elvis which is what you said and I never thought about it before 
Uh huh. Yeah, that's that's what it's like. I, I think because I was reading a little bit, and uh, he was apparently sort of really affected by Elvis's death and stuff, and he wouldn't speak to anybody for a whole week after Elvis died. <laughs> that's what I read. So I think he's he's kind of put that kind of Elvis Vegas stuff in there with mm-hmm. like the the big band and the the saxophones and stuff like that, and the 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 backing singers especially. Yeah. That's the thing that kind of makes it like that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but so yeah, it's a dip, like a completely different uh, sound for Bob Dylan, definitely. But the other thing that I've, I've sort of from just sort of reading about Bob Dylan and stuff like that is he doesn't like being owned by anybody, does he, Mister no. Dylan? No. So I mean, he originally was sort of owned, or according to them, by the folkies, by the, the folk mm-hmm. scene, and he quite happily ditched them and went electric and. They were, they were betrayed by him and stuff like mm-hmm. that. They felt betrayed by yeah. him. And he, he kind of, he did that all the way through his his career. Mm-hmm. And so after this this album, he turned to Christianity, didn't he? I mean, yeah. he's Jewish. I think we should probably say at this point, there might be some people who listen to the podcast because it's about Bob Dylan and there's obviously yeah. a huge amount of Bob Dylan fans out there. And most people who are big Bob Dylan fans like know a lot. Dylanologists mm-hmm. who know all mm-hmm. the ins and outs and all the theories and all that stuff. Like we're not saying we're any of these things, and I'm a big fan, no. and I'm not either. This is more just about how this album makes us feel, and obviously you've done a little bit of looking into it and stuff. So yeah, he's he switches, and Neil Young is another yeah. one who does this, where he's like, "Oh, you like that album, did you? Well, I'm going to do yeah, something totally do something different, completely now. different. <laughs> and exactly, I hope yeah. I hope you don't like it anymore, which seems totally <laughs> perverse." But I think if if one of the things that's always labelled the artists and especially artists who have got a massive following is you've sold out, then I suppose the best way yeah. to counter that is by going, well, I don't even want people to like us anyway. I hope you don't like us, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> regardless yeah. of what you do. And I think both Bob Dylan and Neil Young, just like to equal extents, have done that throughout their career. So I definitely uh-huh. agree with you on that. Um, the thing about them being turn it to Christianity was he's 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 Jewish obviously he grew up in Judaism yeah. and that's a, a big change and also for a man who's such an icon of the counterculture and, and all this mm-hmm. stuff and like so wired and drugged and, and kind of wild and free in the late six mid to the late sixties and stuff and such an enigma he just nailed nailed his colours to the mast and being right I'm now uh-huh. a Christian and I'm super Christian and all of my songs are going to be about God and why it's yeah. God's this. And, and in fact, and his music was really kind of pared back and stark because of uh-huh. it. And it was like, I don't want anything other than the message getting across, which is quite a religious kind of zealot, uh, zealous way of doing it. And this album comes just before that. And I think, yeah. The music is totally different to that because, like you say, it's all these saxes and uh, backing singers and stuff. But actually, yeah, that gospel kind of backing singers, which That's fits right, into exactly. that. And also, uh-huh. a lot of the lyrics on these songs are quite foreboding. And I think he's done it before. John Wesley Harden being an, ab- an album in uh, that does it. There's certainly religious imagery in the lyrics, even if he's Definitely. not being religious. And I yeah. think. This is a signpost to what comes, even if it's not necessarily religious. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that there's definitely that imagery in there and stuff. I mean, so one of the songs is almost like a sermon. That's, yeah. that's what it sounds like. And there's mm-hmm. sort of references to 
Armageddon and stuff like that in the songs, which he, he would go on to sort of rant about, you know, as he did those religious albums mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, you're right that there's going to be a lot of people who will listen to this who know Bob Dylan, but there'll be people who who don't as well. Yep, yep, absolutely. So just an interesting sort of thing to get. He's, he's kind of I, the thing is with him, you kind of pin him down. No, nope. you kind of like you see, he's an enigma completely. You know, you, you, people will put him in a certain category and he'll just reject it. Yeah, simply, seemingly for the fact that he doesn't want to be put in any. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the things with him is you like you. A lot of the time, he's, he's seen as being this kind of. I remember my mom going, Oh, bloody Bob Dylan, like, yeah, slit your wrists, like, he's oh, he's whining on again, <laughs> yeah. And it's again, like, I don't like Morrissey now, but it's a bit like that with the Smiths, it's the same. Like, again, my mom and dad would, would say the same thing, Oh, bloody hell, and people yeah. obviously take the piss girlfriend in a coma and all that stuff, but actually, mm-hmm. it's funny, and I think they do it yeah. to be funny. And mm-hmm. not every song and not every lyric is funny or, or is worth laughing at, but I think a lot of there's a, a lot of humor in what this guy does most of the time. Um, even mm-hmm. if there's periods of time where that doesn't fit in and it doesn't work, but I do think that stuff that's funny, I don't think this album is one of those. Um, I think that in general, the lyrics and the music is quite serious. Um, yeah, but I do think the songs are fun, upbeat, and some of the reviews and stuff I've read since contemporaneous from the 1978 and now kind of have a go at it for being like a bit contrite and not not like insightful and not all this fabulous yeah. imagery that he's used to. Um, uh-huh. And like the song, the single "Baby uh, Stop Crying," um, like there's a lot of hate for that, but. It's a really good tune that you can sing along to. I think it's excellent. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand. Yeah. I think it depends what you want and what you expect. I think it's a good tune, and and, yeah. and I think that's all the better for it. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. But it's just good as Senor because Senor. that is the best. Yeah, Senor. Um, is, I love that one. I, I think that that's the amazing. song with about the most depth on it. Yeah, on, on the album, um, it took a classic kind of tale. It's a little bit, a little bit like Desire. Like I say, this album comes after Desire, which is full of these kind of tales of these characters and adventures and stuff like that. Um, and I think this uh-huh. is this is a song that you could imagine in that style. It's not done in that style here, but uh, the lyrics uh-huh. and the me- and the story about it, I think, is like that. I think it's great. I also asked you to listen to a version by Willie Nelson. Did you listen to you it? You did. I didn't actually. I, I forgot all about it. I was busy last night. It. I know. I'm sorry about that. I will. <laughs> I will right. listen to it though. I will That's listen right. to it. I, it. It's from the film. I'm not there. Uh, you know the one. Yeah, is that where there's uh, lo- loads of different actors yeah, playing yeah, Bob Dylan? Yeah. Um, right. And that's off the soundtrack of that. And it's by Willie Nelson and the band Calexico, who I'm also a fan of. Um, I <laughs> think it's better than this version. I think Willie Nelson's like 70 year old like cruise yeah. on it just really works and the and the mm-hmm. music by Calexico or kind of Tex-Mex band really yeah. works fits the kind of the senor and this the Spanish kind yeah. of adventurer theme but, of it excellent please listen to it yeah. anybody else I will do it I think it's good I will because yeah this, this song's got like loads of Spanish guitars and stuff like that in it I think yeah. this is the one way he's talking about sort of Armageddon and stuff like that as well and typical Bob Dylan He's gave various stories as to where the, the songs come from and things. Okay, I don't oh, know I, that. I met, don't you? 
I, I met a, a man on a, a train who I had to speak to. Something came over <laughs> us where I had to speak to him. This old man. He was on like a, a train in the in the south of America. So that was one of the ones. Okay. The other one was, oh, I was in a film with Harry Dean Stanton. So he influenced us to write the song. I think he was in okay. uh, Pat Garrett and Bully yeah. the Kid with him. So he's like just loads of things where he would get the idea for the for the songs and that from. I think he did that like with himself though, didn't he? Like he would say that he was a Native American and stuff at the start. Yeah, yeah, like all of the stories from when he first came out, there's loads of different things. Yeah. He's, a, he's an orphan and this and yeah. that. And he lived on the railroads and he was a hobo and stuff like that. They were all bullshit. But again, like yeah, that's but like, say, like he's, he's kind of funny and He's, uh, whether he's funny or not is obviously subjective, but I think what we can agree mm-hmm. on is he absolutely revels in making people think about whether it's the truth or not, or whether yeah. he's sincere or not. Like, is this uh-huh. a joke? Like, he's Christmas. Like we talk about his Christmas album. Is that a joke, mm-hmm. or is he? Mm-hmm. Does he mean it? Does it matter? Uh-huh. Like, we don't. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. So yeah, I think there's that. I mean, he's, he's... Go on. Sorry. He's also like really spiky and that, isn't he? When he's getting yeah. interviewed and stuff. I mean, he's yeah. obviously sick of being asked the same questions over and over again. And what he tends to do is just like turn the questions back on the person that's yeah. asking. See, asks the same question to them. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's why book. I used to love that "Don't Look Back" film because he's just rinsing everybody who talks to him. He's obviously yeah. uh, he's a massively creative high, like probably as creative as any body in popular culture has ever been ideas mm-hmm. spilling out of them um and words spilling out of them and he just seemingly just doesn't care for anybody getting in his way or questioning it so he's yeah. just i mean he's pretty awful actually if like to people who maybe don't just do that job um yeah. and of course poor donovan <laughs> <laughs> Poor Donovan. So, <laughs> as, as a journalist, Cliff, would you like to interview Bob Dylan? Uh, I mean, I know that you'll say yes, but I mean, I'd, think I'd it... like the chance, but would I enjoy the experience? Probably not. Yeah, like, I don't know. Uh-huh. But again, sometimes you get this, and people have got this persona or aura built up around them, and then when you meet them, they're absolutely fine. You, you just never exactly. know, yeah, really. You, you never know. You just I'd love the chance you. to do it. Uh-huh. But he'd be one of those like I've met like a few musicians that I've really liked mm-hmm. or any kind of celebrities or whatever and it's it's just a bit awkward when you're a fan um mm-hmm. you don't really know like how, where you should, the line is and stuff like that you've obviously got uh, yeah. professional and stuff it is it, it can be difficult and normally they're just like fucking get on with it man what is asking ask us what we <laughs> favorite like way to relax is or whatever like yeah. where do you get your ideas <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so bob you've probably heard this a million times but um <laughs> where do you get the ideas for your songs from <laughs> is it from your everyday life and your family <laughs> yeah, I think that's Stephen King's favorite question. That one, <laughs> he keeps going on about that all the time. Really okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and this, so, in fact, but... to go back to Stephen King, there's loads of Dylan songs in his books and Is there? Okay. quotes. Dylan, okay. loads, yeah. Does that a lot with popular music? So yeah, there's I didn't loads know of that. Stuff like well, that I'm still, I'm 33 of the way through the JFK book now. When you mm-hmm. get to the album, like, so it's this big kind of sexy um back like these like kind of black gospel back and vocal ladies 
Um, uh-huh. There's quite a strong kind of guitar theme in it. There's yeah. a guy on lead guitar but- called uh, Billy Cross, but also the mm-hmm. bassist is Jerry Sheff, who's from uh, Elvis's band. Um, yes, uh huh. And I think there was some comings and goings with drummers and stuff like that. But yeah, the gospel backing singers and this kind of strong the lead guitar is quite high up in the mix and stuff uh, yeah. is up there. But I think, like I say, not every song on this album I love. But I think the beginning, the end, in the middle are fantastic. I like, I really, really like it. Um, I don't know about you. Obviously, you hadn't heard it before. It starts with the changing of the guards, which for me. It's like what a song. The lyrics are talking yeah, out of his mouth. You've got these backing vocals coming on. It's so evocative. Uh-huh. And I think this is the only one that ever made it onto like a best of or a compilation or something. Well, this this is the one that I've heard okay. before. And I, I don't also, think I've heard any of the other ones. No, I think I've, I've heard also this. heard so. that he's never played after this year when he did this uh-huh. tour. He's never played no, any he's... of them ever again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like I like the opening and that sixteen years. 16 I like that. Years. Yeah, because it's about sixteen years since he started or whatever, isn't yeah. it? So uh, I like I like the start of that. And the, the, in fact, I like the, the whole song. I think it's a great. I think opener. it's great, and I think you can also tell that it's kind of it's not recorded very well because the backing singers don't really seem to know what the words are or when or when <laughs> oh. they should come in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true but sometimes with dylan you get that impression and it, it works though doesn't he? he somehow gets to squash or squeeze words in where you shouldn't really be able to mm-hmm. do it and stuff mm-hmm. so uh, yeah it just goes with the song i don't mind that i know i don't mind at all i think that gives it that kind of freshness and and like a little bit of levity and fun because like yeah you hear it it, it is a kind of bit ramshackle which is good i think uh, i think that's a yeah, good it is. thing and then you go into like quite uh, probably the, the heaviest song on the album, which is New Pony. Yes, um, which I like again. It's got a big, big old riff on that song, isn't it? It has. Uh, they're, they're all filled with like Americana, these songs as well, mm-hmm. aren't they? As well as the Elvis kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of slides in there and, you know, that type of American music, old type of American music, which I like and which was like prevalent in the 70s anyway, wasn't it? With you know, the bands that were coming out of America, the Eagles and stuff. Yeah, I've heard, so, I've read today that people say it's like a bit, he's taken, I think the original Rolling Stone review said, like, he, what he's, the Eagles do this a lot better than he does, but I've never really thought <laughs> that it sounded like the Eagles before, but maybe... But in the background, I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird mix, isn't it? I think you're uh-huh. right with those American influences. I think one of the other things is the sax... It's got to be a Bruce Springsteen influence in there, or a Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, because you know, Bruce Springsteen was meant to be like the new Dylan. And, the new Dylan. And yeah. I think uh-huh. Springsteen had a bit of an uncomfortable relationship with that. Um, uh-huh. it was a big, big thing to carry around with you. And I think Bob Dylan has kind of used it. They've met, you know, they know each other. But I think he's yeah. often seems to have used it to like poke, poke fun at him a little bit. Maybe. And I think this might be one of those times where he's taken it as an influence. And God, uh-huh. well, so you will think you're like me? Okay, well, I'm going to make an album. <laughs> I'll show I'll you. Nick, I'll nick your sound <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and see why you like that. Um, I, I think yeah, that might think be a thing because the sax solos are kind of a big thing in this. And in the late seventies, mm-hmm. he's the only other artist I can think of that does that. Okay, but then the closing mm-hmm. song, again, I think it's people don't talk about this song. He's never played it live. It's not on any compilations. This yeah. is an unloved album, so people might never hear it. But 
where are you tonight? Brackets, journey through dark heat. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an 80s film as well. It really it? does, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> and it's got bongos. It has. I just I right think the song is incredible. I, yeah. I like I genuinely think the song is superb and like yeah. how many people have ever heard it really in the grand scale? Yeah, of well, I hadn't. there's a really good lyric in it. He says uh, there's a babe in the arms of a woman in rage and a long time golden head stripper on stage. Brilliant. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but yeah, I like I, I just I don't know, like I just I, I realized that we hadn't talked about or hadn't mentioned Bob Dylan when it was his birthday and he's played such a massive part of my life and my you know all of these the albums and the songs that have been with us through uh-huh. twists and turns and ups and downs and milestones and stuff like that. And we hadn't mentioned it. And also, like I said at the beginning, it was you who really got us to listen to him again after I thought I didn't really like him. So I just thought uh-huh. it was worth mentioning and and I, and I kind yeah. of thought you wouldn't have heard this album so I wanted to see what you thought of it the thing that I love about Bob Dylan as well is his sort of lyrics is the the best songs always seem to sort of speak to you you know mm-hmm. that's the thing there's always a story to them and always kind of they, they create an emotional response in you yeah the, the good ones they always do so mm-hmm. I think that's the hardest thing to do for any songwriter no, now we we'll only have to find out what a street legal is. I, I genuinely is it no a street legal it. legal? Do you think <laughs> it's the Do you think it's the equaliser he's talking about? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I think it might I be. <laughs> I don't know if you've got a quiz or out like that. I've got an old quiz for you if you want it, but it's about cannibals in the underground because <laughs> I've tried to do it. <laughs> Liver Eaton Johnson. Hmm. was a mountain man in the old American West who reportedly ate which part of his enemies? I mean, I hope it's the liver. Yeah, it is. It is the liver. (laughs) (laughs) Give it a bit. Which band's first number one was filmed, the video was filmed, in the abandoned Aldwych Station? Think about a, a video, I think it was the 90s, is it Firestar? Dance band. It's Firestar. Yes. yes. Well done. The Donner Party, a group of settlers who resorted to cannibalism in 1846, were mentioned in which horror film? Is it our favorite? Diddling, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> That's not a horror film. But I was it's thinking not... of doing that at some point. <laughs> it's not deliverance. Yeah, it's not deliverance. Well, though. anyway, Southern Comfort's better than deliverance. No, it isn't. Yes. No, it isn't. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you the reason that isn't if we ever do it. Because I watched that film when I was 17 with me dad. Okay. What's the answer <laughs> to this then? It's The Shining. They mention it right at the oh, start. Oh, did they? Okay, yeah. Driving in the mini. In which 80s American TV series did Vincent live beneath New York okay, City yes. and travel on the top of trains and get about in that. Um, only the greatest ever TV show of Beauty and the Beast, Vincent. <laughs> Lovely yeah. Vincent with his lion face uh-huh. cowering away in the sewers. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that? I mean, I haven't seen it. So that might be something for us to watch because I haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but I must mm-hmm. have been allowed up late to watch it with me, mum. And yeah. i tell you what, I know, again, I know every week I try to say something to annoy me dad, but uh, <laughs> I think my mom might have fancied Vincent. I think my mom might have. I used to watch it with my mom as well. 
strangely <laughs> enough. And I, I can't remember if I actually liked it on it. I think I remember weird, like there was a like a kind of underground world. At some point you went yeah. in and you saw like all this underground stuff in the sewers. Uh-huh. That was and I think I think I've always liked that kind of idea that the stuff going on. Yeah, we're like uh, we're like people living underground. I think we do, don't we? Should we get in the dreams? <laughs> exactly. That's, that's it's always been the aim, hasn't it? It's been the dream to get in the dreams. So yes. yes, we might have to do that at some point. Last one then. On January the 13th, 2007, Marco Everesti hosted a dinner party where the main course was pasta topped with a meatball made from his own watch. Oh, that's disgusting. That is disgusting. It gets worse. Whatever it is, is it, is, is it a testicle? It's not a testicle. It was fat removed earlier in the year in a light or <laughs> suction operation. <laughs> oh, Whoa, that's disgusting. Well, it's that, it's not it? even going to be nice. It's fat, just fat. <laughs> no, a meatball. So he, he, he made the meatball with the fat of his. Oh, he cooked it in the fat. He didn't make the meatballs from the fat. Okay. I think he put bits of his own fat in as well. That's, so hor- that's not that's very really, nice. That is really, really horrible. <laughs> it is horrible. It is horrible. It's definitely Hannibal Lecter type behavior, that isn't it? And we've got music, haven't we? The music's good. Yeah, we'll have had, had them on before. Um, and the sent with our new single. Um, it's Lines from a Poem, oh, yeah. a, a four piece from the northeast coast of England. Where they from again? They're from. From Red Car slash Saltburn. Um, yeah, lines from a poem. When we had them on before, they were a three piece. Now they're a four piece. Do you think that you think they've got an extra member because they were on our show? Yeah, I think you know, the next time we hear from them, they'll have another member Mm. and eventually they'll be Earth, Wind, and Fire. (laughs) Yes, I hope so. (laughs) Um, I'm not quite sure they sound like Earth, Wind and Fire at the moment, but maybe that just comes <laughs> with seven members. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's called Happy Pills, this one. Yeah, Happy Pills good. It is good. Mm-hmm. It's nice. I, I do really like these guys, so I'm, I'm glad that yeah, we've got good. the latest single on. Um, hope you all enjoy it. Thank you for listening. Um, and maybe go and listen to Street Legal by Bob Dylan and see what you think. Uh, yeah. I don't bother letting us know but see ya bye maybe it's a talent run that I don't know where I am that's just 50 milligrams part of someone else's plan seeing things you just can't reach aren't they Supposed to teach to love and respect yourself. Now I'm stuck in this hell. Look up, sit right. Don't you test the power of life. Don't talk this time. Take your medicine tonight. Look up, sit right. Don't you test the power of life. Don't talk. This time, take your medicine tonight. That's the power in those white pills, and now I'm watching movies.
myself staring through the glass Everyone's just walking past I can't even hold your hand Cause it takes me back to Amsterdam Why am I still spinning round? Tranquilize from the head down Look up, sit right Don't you dare step out of line Don't talk this time Take your medicine tonight Look up, sit right Don't you dare step out of line Don't talk this time Whilst not habit forming, antidepressants are not for everyone. You may experience side effects. These can include dry mouth, insomnia, sexual side effects like loss of libido, diarrhea, nausea, constipation, heartburn, loss of appetite, changes in weight, headaches, excessive sweating, nervousness. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.